Her name says it all. Fly Moon. Her personality, her spirit, and her art invite anyone who crosses her path to elevate and indeed ascend to the level of Fly Moon. Fly Moon discovered writing at an early age. When her heart and pen first connected, beautiful poems decided to manifest themselves. That was followed by stories, then plays, and scripts, and all sorts of wonderful pieces that erupted from her musings. Through the years, she thoroughly enjoyed all forms of writing. However, Fly felt it was time for her words to be accompanied by her own voice. With encouragement from her godmother, the legendary Takiya Crystal Kima, Fly Moon decided to get behind the mic in a studio and record her first song. Fly Moon realized that her poems were dictating their own directions, and in some cases, they were begging for melodies. Some of her beautiful poems were becoming beautiful songs. Black is one such song. More like a piece of art, Black is the new anthem. It celebrates Black people globally. It pays attention and highlights the struggles of Black people while allowing the music to breathe over its genuinely optimistic melodic chorus. Coupled with its opening soliloquy by Takiya Crystal Kima and closing poetry by famed Chicago poet Yuseni Eugene Perkins, Black is sure to become a staple across every important moment of teaching and celebration for decades to come. Black is also a strong indication of the journey that Fly Moon will be taking us on through her music and words. She is equipped to shift lives, attitudes, and culture with her work, and we should all look forward to it. With several singles and visuals planned for the next few months, Fly Moon is just getting started. This is the story, thus far, of Fly Moon. I am Crispin Brooks, and this is Planet 30. The next huge thing in Neo Soul slash R&B, well, I'll let her tell it as it is, uh, Fly Moon, welcome to Planet 30. Hey, thank you for having me. I Th appreciate that. Thank you for being here. So like I said, she definitely is the next person you should be streaming. And by the end of this interview, you'll understand why. <laughs> <laughs> tell me, tell us about your name, Fly Moon. Um, well, it's, it's simple, actually. I, I have a, a fascination with the moon, and I write a lot at night, um, and so I always just felt like that's the time where I feel most calm and most serene, most at peace, um, and have the most clarity of mind, and then fly, because growing up, my nickname was Butterfly, and so I've always just kind of been known in some circles as Butterfly. And one day, my godmother that just got a chance to interview, I was thinking about names and trying to figure out what I should name myself in this music career. And she said, what about Fly Moon? And we looked at each other 
and I was like, I love it. I love it. Let's yes, that is me. That is the perfect summation of who I am right now. Still butterfly and still, you know, the moon. So that's how you get fly moon. It's such a unique and beautiful name. I said, wow. Thank you. I was like, man, <laughs> you, you know, it's yeah, one of those th- those moments thank when you're like, you. nobody thought of that before. <laughs> I know, right? Right? Yeah. So yeah, thank her. You can thank Takia Crystal Kima for that. And you know what? It was probably it was definitely destined for you. That's why it was kept. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's the only one. So Fly Moon, tell us about uh, childhood and growing up. Where did where did you grow up? Um, I grew up in Los Angeles by way of Compton, and yeah, I've just always art was always my outlet. So growing up, I've always been musical. I sang, I danced, I acted. Uh, I was always in a play or on stage performing, doing poetry. And so this person that I am today, I've always been, I can't remember a time where I didn't perform. Mm -hmm. Especially in a place like Compton, like, you know, of course, you know, the news tells you one story, but anywhere there's a, a collection of people of African descent or black people, you notice some serious art going on. So right. I can only imagine the, the, the music and the culture and the theater that was going on. Life is theater, you know? Yeah, it's absolutely theater. Wherever there, you know, all the world's a stage. You know, wherever there are people, there's an audience. And so I, you know, in school, any talent shows or something, I, I was always in them. Mm. <laughs> always. And no. in high school, it's actually my first time taking, you know, professional acting class and, you know, professional music lessons and stuff like that was very much later. But I've been writing songs since I was like nine years old and and singing them. I, I didn't, again, I didn't know anything different. <laughs> I was like, this is what I do. This is what I know. This is how I get my feelings and my thoughts out. So, so music was always the dream, uh, or was it always a dream, or or was there something else? Um, my dream has always been to perform, like to create, and so sometimes it just depends on on the season of my life. Like, there were times where I was more of a dancer, or times where I was more of an actor, and then there were times where I was writing, and right now. This is, you know, me releasing my debut single. So this was the first time in my life that I really wanted my voice to be heard and my words to be heard as far as music is concerned. And so I'm focusing a lot of that energy right now on music. But there's always been some sort of art and some sort of creating of art all of my life. Mm-hmm. So always the artist, just different seasons and different forms of art. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Take take us back to, you mentioned, you know, growing up in Compton. Take us back to childhood, as in before 10. What are some of the, the earliest artists you remember hearing or, or songs that you remember uh, having an impact on you as a child? Mm, well, I grew up in church, so most of the music I heard before I was listening to, you know, CDs or tapes or cassette tapes or, you know, records or anything, I was listening to music in church. I was listening to it live. And so 
I just remember gospel in general being a, a heavy influence on my music. And then blues, because I was a child, you know, four or five years old, being babysat by my grandmother's sisters who, you know, of course, were much older than me. All they listened to was the blues. So at three years old, four years old, I remember, you know, being able to sing the blues. I didn't know who it was or what it was, but I remember being able to feel it and having this really deep connection to music and thinking, you know, I don't really know what this song is about, but I know I love it. And it's, I feel like it's speaking to me or drawing me. Wow, 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 wow. And, you know, you describe yourself as a as a writer, just all-around writer. Uh, I think on your website you said, I write poems, I write songs, <laughs> I write love letters, which I thought was um, pretty interesting. And so what is yeah. it about writing that moves you? Um, it's, you know, it, it's interesting because writing to me is... It's, it's something that I just have to do. Like, I don't I don't know if you have anything, you know, in you or anything that you do that you just don't feel like yourself without it. That's me in writing or me in creating. So when I say, you know, I write poetry, I write songs, I write love letters, it's because as a writer, that's what I do. Again, that, like, that's the way I get my thoughts out. That's the way that I decompress from situations. That's the way that I process my emotions. And so I write. And, you know, even in acting, I started writing scripts again as a child. And I didn't realize I was writing plays or anything. I just thought, you know, here are these characters that I want to create and I have to write dialogue for them because in real life people speak and they have dialogue. It just seemed like it made sense to me to make up something and use my imagination. And with songs, it was, you know, the same way I was writing poetry. I just said, Oh, this, you know, these particular poems have a melody. So I guess they're songs, <laughs> you know, this particular writing has nothing, no, no rhyme, no reason, just thoughts. Okay. This might just be a letter to someone, or this might just be notes, but, but I have to write to get all of it out. And on paper, it's like, it makes it clearer for me. So Fly Moon, what is your process in terms of writing? Are you the uh, late night snacker? Are you the, uh, you know, you have to meditate before you write? Do you need to play music? Are you the person that has to shut everybody out? What's your process? Um, you know, it's funny. I've I've written songs in probably every different kind of scenario. And in the last maybe five years, I started challenging myself to write songs in different scenarios so that I wouldn't get stuck um, and only be able to create in one sort of setting or situation. And so I write, you know, by myself, sometimes again, late night under the moon, <laughs> or I write, you know, in the morning, I write in sessions with other people. When I hear music that completely inspires me, which I've done before, I can sit down and write an entire song in one sitting just because I'm inspired by whatever the music was. Um, I write based on situations or things that I'm going through, thoughts that I have or questions that I have. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and, and I did something recently where I challenged myself to write 
to I, I uh, created this beat myself, and I'm not a producer, but I've become one in the last three or four months, and so created this beat and said I'm going to just write a song from scratch, music and all, and you know come up with the melody from there and figure out music to go with that melody and words to go with that music and and yeah and so it just depends <laughs> interesting interesting and are you an avid reader as well yes uh, uh i haven't had time lately like to really read how i love to but I am, and I used to, you know, growing up, just read a lot of books, and it helps because then you get a lot of perspectives. I think it helps my own imagination. You know, the more I read, the more I, you know, the more ideas come to me. And even if it's just because there are stories on, you know, online about things, I'll find myself reading something that I saw on social media and wanting to, you know, read more about it or um you know something like that so yeah i would say i would say yes because my follow-up question is you know what are some of your favorite books the alchemist Ooh. um is probably uh probably my favorite my favorite book um, I read a lot of poetry books. One of the last books I read is called Vulnerable AF by Tank from Tank and the Bangas. Mm -hmm. And it is a book of poetry. Um, let's see. Yeah, I don't know. I, that's funny that I can't really think of what that is right now. But I have some favorite, you know, favorite books from over the years. There's just so many, too many to name. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, in in terms of your in terms of your songwriting, I know you've written for other people as well. Um, mm -hmm. So, sort of a two part question here: Is there a genre that you prefer writing, and is there a genre that you know you're really, really good at? <laughs> because sometimes those two things don't always go together. Yeah, the funny thing is, I feel I, I'm I'm really good at writing in the soul R and B genre. I, I can I'm confident and would challenge anyone who challenged me that I could write any soul or R&B song if it presented itself to me, right? Um, what I would like to write more of is pop. It just doesn't, I have a hard time with it, but I challenge myself, again, to write across genres. So I've written, you know, rap, hip-hop, gospel, blues, R&B, soul, uh, country, and pop. But I would say... You know that the easiest for me is the the soul R and B. Write a song in fifteen minutes. <laughs> so, Fly Moon, do you play any instruments? You, you mentioned that you you started dabbling a little bit with producing. I feel like I don't play any instruments well enough to say that I play those instruments. I play things enough to write. You know, like the the amount of piano I play is just usually when I'm writing. But I, I am not a piano player, no. Or play any instruments, for real, for real. <laughs> for real, for real. <laughs> yeah, not for real, for real. And in terms of, you know, are there other forms of art that you are inspired by or that you do? You know, painting, you mentioned dancing. But, you know, is there anything else that you do? Sculpture, painting? Because usually artists... Um, I mean, yeah, I'm an actor. I am a 
dancer and a dance choreographer. I haven't been training in dance for years, but I choreograph in dance um, and have some, you know, credits as far as that's concerned for live and live stage performances and shows that I've done. But I don't paint or anything unless it's just therapeutic. Like, unless I'm just trying to decompress, I write, I'll paint, I'll, you know, because I enjoy doing things with my hands when I'm not, you know, so that my brain can rest a while. (laughs) Interesting. What is Fly Moon listening to when she's sad? When she's sad? Hmm. The funny thing is that it's the same, <laughs> like from the same artists, because the artists that I listen to have music that just, you know, a vast catalog. Like if, if I'm listening to India Irie, which I've been doing a lot this week, but all of my, you know, uh, since she's been out, I've been a huge India Irie fan and largely inspired by her. Like there would be no Fly Moon if there were no India Irie, right? Mm. Um and so I listen to her when I'm sad, when I'm happy, because she has a song for every mood, for every, you know, feeling. Um, Tank and the Bangas, some Stevie Wonder, uh, a lot of Aretha Franklin, Yolanda Adams. So, yeah. I see, I see, I see the alley you're down. I see your alley. Because <laughs> um, I was... I was I, yeah, I was gonna ask you know what do you listen to when you're sad, and mad, and happy? But I see, I see, I see where you're going with this. Oh yeah, so I jumped ahead of you. Sorry. I mean, you can throw in there like Kanye West, old Kanye, not like new Kanye, but old Kanye. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Common, Sir the Baptist. I'm just you know putting everybody out there that's like constantly on my playlist. So yeah. Is, is there someone that that you would? Um, and I'm I'm pretty sure you have a long list. Um, but someone that immediately you think that you would love to collaborate with. Oh yeah. Tank and the Bangers. <laughs> it's like at the top of my list. Um, love Tank and the Bangers. I do. They're just so talented. Um, yeah, there's so many because as a songwriter, I mean, and it's different as a songwriter, I have a whole list of people that I would love to write for or write songs, submit songs to that I've written for, like in my mind. Uh, but, Ooh, do you know, tell, do tell, do movie, tell. Yeah. Well, that list, I mean, spans from Faith Evans, Fantasia to uh, Layla Hathaway is on that list, um, you know, that I have a song in my pocket right now that I want to, you know, give to them. Um, but collaborations as far as Fly Moon is concerned, yeah, it would, you know, be a few rappers that I would love to, you know, sing sing hooks on a song with them. Moo Fresh is one of those people I would love to collaborate with. Yeah, it's it's a lot. And I have like a chart. I'm such a nerd with this kind of thing. I have an Excel sheet that has this information in there of who I would like to collaborate with and what type of songs I think would, you know, work as far as a collaboration with them and as as, as you should. Yeah. Yeah. So, I do believe in writing things down. Like I know Speaking things into the universe is one thing, but I, I do believe there's power in writing them down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love that. Yeah. Now, your godmother, the legendary Takiya Crystal Kima, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> 
How did how did you uh, guys become close? Um, really, the pandemic like brought us a lot closer because you know I <laughs> and she will probably tell this story different, but I just you know I mean you're stuck in the house with somebody and I didn't want to be by myself so I was always at her house and then so we worked on a project while I was there and it was her show the cool crystal show and so I found myself not being there one day or two days but literally working around the clock to make this show happen just because when she told me the idea I loved it so much that I was like this show has to happen and I don't know if she talked about it, but it's a one-woman show that she wrote and is starring in that she directed. And imagine, you know, doing that and you're also hair and makeup and costumes because it was during a pandemic where you can't, you know, bring a crew in to your house to shoot. So her and I were the entire crew and we made that show happen. And then we just became so close through that process. Wonderful. So you were behind camera as well? Yeah, yeah don't tell anybody. Wow. Don't, don't tell anybody that part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's a scene that, there's a sketch that she has in there. And hopefully everybody watching will check out the show. It's on Kima.com. K-E-Y-M-A-H.com. <laughs> a little plug. But there is a scene where she is standing in the dark and then this spotlight comes up. And the spotlight is moving on her. And, uh, you know, we laughed about the fact that, like, oh, people are going to know you didn't do this by yourself because <laughs> who's working the spotlight in that one sketch? So, you know, it's me. Hey, you know, whatever works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, of course, the reason why I bring up uh, the legendary Miss Kima is that the intro to your debut single, Black, uh, at the beginning... <laughs> is the infamous and wonderful uh, sketch she did on in Living Color called Black World. It's a yes. snippet from that. What was the inspiration in terms of, and, and this is just, you know, you describe yourself as an old soul, and mm -hmm. this is where it comes out a little bit because th <laughs> that sketch is so, like, legendary and yeah. classic. You know, was it the sketch that inspired the song or... When was it that when you finished the song, you said, hey, this has to be a part of it? So kind of both. Right. I was in the process of working on the song and, and writing it and listening to it. And in the beginning, it was just blank. It was just empty. And the way that the music was originally, it was it sounded like a can't even I don't even know what the instrument was. It just sounded like wind kind of in the beginning. Right. And so I said, That's, it sounded so empty. I'm like, okay, it needs something. And I don't know. I just had this thought of like, oh, this in Black World, oh my God. And so I pulled up the sketch from YouTube really quickly and just to see if, you know, what I was hearing in my mind actually sounded like something. And so I took the audio from the YouTube and put it in the session and listened to it and it was absolutely perfect like the timing where my first verse came in was it perfectly matched with that right and so um i 
did that and it sounded perfect. I let her hear it because it was just a reference and she loved it. And so we went in the studio and she re-recorded that intro. Wow. And that's how that happened. And I'm just so, I'm grateful that she liked the song. I don't even know if the whole song was done at that point. I had like a first verse and a hook and, you know, put the intro on it. And then it helped me to finish the song because I would listen to it from the beginning, meaning with that intro all the way through to what I had. And then that's how I finished the song. And so I was just really grateful that she liked that and was you know willing to come into the studio to re-record that for me and to have her on your first single yes right what a way to come out the gate what a way to come came, came out came out <laughs> swinging listen because she is black comedy royalty royalty I, I tell you i will forever call her that i will forever you know try to coin that because she is and i want you know, her to receive her flowers while she is alive and well to see them. I'll, I'll always honor her, not just for her work in the industry, but, you know, who she's been to me personally. Mm-hmm. She's wonderful. Mm-hmm. The outro or a piece of it was the poem by Eugene Perkins. Eugene Perkins. Yes. And yes. so tell, tell, tell me about that involvement. Why that poem by Perkins? So it's Hey Black Child, and again, just something that I was like, this goes so perfectly with this song. I have to, you know, put it in here, and I remember actually letting, you know, like letting, I don't know if it was the producer at the time, maybe, but I, you know, just started saying it in the in the booth when I was recording, and I said, um okay, I have to get permission, of course, to use this. And I remember telling mom, you know, I said, I have to find Mr. Perkins. And I said, I I hope I can, you know, get in touch with him. And she said, well, he did an interview with the History Makers, which she knows everyone at the History Makers. And she told me the person to contact. And I sent an email and he responded and said, you know, this this is how you can get in touch with me. And I, we just looked at each other. I, we might have been sitting together when the email came through. And I was just like, oh, my God. He said, you know, yes, call him. And it's he loved it and loved the idea when we spoke with him. And, I'm again, I was just grateful that such a legend would you know, want to be on this song and allow me to not only use a snippet of his piece, but the whole piece. Wow. 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 And wow. I mean, blessings upon blessings for you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank it's you. it's Thank just you so such much. a, such a well put together uh, song. And Thank it really, it's a piece of art to be honest. You know, there's the, you know, there's songs and then the pieces of art. This is a piece of art. Yes. And, <laughs> It, it's that. so it's so timely, uh, given everything that's going on in the world. You know, especially with Black people across the world. Uh, yeah. Was it in was, was the timing inspired by what's going on, or you know, I get the sense that this has always been Fly Moon. Is it just a you know you just kind of you were just doing you, weren't you? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I really was, and. I don't even, I I know that when I first heard 
the, the beat because originally the, the music that the world has heard uh, or the song that the world is hearing is not the original music that Black went to, right? Someone mm-hmm. created a track and I wrote this song to the track because when I heard it, I went, oh, I just started singing, singing, I feel like Black power, like a Black stage. And that was the only line for like forever. And I said, oh, I like this. I like where this is going. This is a song. Sometimes that happens for me. Sometimes you'll go, this is not a song. This is not good. But sometimes things will pop in my head and fly out of my mouth and I'll go, oh, this is a song. You know, this is good. And so I just started writing that. And I did at one time have a thought about like, okay, is this too black? Is that too? But then I went, no. Mm-mm. We we have to be, you know, okay. I have to be okay with being who I am and saying the things that I want to say. Unapologetic. Being pro-black, being unapologetically black and being pro-black doesn't mean that I'm anti anything else. And, you know, once you understand that, it, it resonates to the world that the song is about love and nothing else. Of course, of course. So tell us about them. We, we've discussed the intro, the outro. Give us a little bit more about the meat of the song because I love the verses, the verses and the verses. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's, um, it's just that. It was every, every single thing that I think about all the time and the, the causes that I support and the things that I want to put out into the world, you know, um, like I don't play about black babies. That is very much me. Anybody that knows me knows that I'm always an advocate for the youth. I'm always working with youth, doing something and, you know, supporting them the best way that I can. And I don't, I, I don't, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like any, anything that tries to come against them or against the well-being of children, I'm always going to stand up against it. So the, the, the verses are just me, just who I am talking about my life. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Now the world needs to hear black. And so yeah. what I'm going to do is allow you on the planet 30 podcast to pitch the song to the world. Have at it. Wow. Okay. Black is a timeless soul R&B song. It's about black power, black youth, black love, and loving your black self. <laughs> Here is Black by Fly Moon featuring Takiya Crystal Kima herself. And now it's time for Black Black world, all the black people had the money. I feel like black power, like a black sage, got black oil in my black veins. Black pride, like black in the day. When I'm early, I'm on black time. They mad at these black lives. Slap my brother on the black hand side. I don't play about black babies. Never have, never will. Even if black go out of style. Sugar, I'll be black still Cause I'm unapologetically black
him up on my black soul Head to toe in my black owned Said I'm watering my black roots Teaching black children they black truths Dealing black joy to these black youth I'm waiting on black love Hoping it still exists Black will never go out of style Honey, lest we forget I'm unapologetically you can be. Learn what you must learn. Do what you can do. And tomorrow your nation will be what you want it to be. Wow, wow, and wow. Again, I can't get enough of the song. That was Black by Fly Moon. That's two wise, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, yes. Add that to your playlist now. Um, Such an inspirational track. I think especially black kids, uh, no matter where they are in the yeah. world, need to be aware of their history, but m- even more aware of where they can be in the future. Yeah. And absolutely. I think songs like these, like your song, your piece of art is necessary. Thank you. It is. Yeah. It's, 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 it's so dope. I, I ain't gonna lie to you. It's, it's, it's such a <laughs> dope song. You. Yeah. I mean, I think there's there's enough on the radio and on TV that teaches our children to have, you know, other types of things stuck in their head on repeat, you know. There might as well be something out there that's positive and uplifting and encouraging that they can get stuck in their head, you know. So, Fly Moon, are we going to see a visual for Black coming out soon? Yes. Uh, I'm excited because... I already wrote and I'm putting the finishing touches on the treatment for visual. And so that'll be coming in the next few months, but also I'm releasing another single 
<laughs> in December. So I'm just, I'm excited about this journey. Yes, the visual for Black is coming and a new single is dropping in December. So before that, you'll see a visual. Are we going to do uh, an EP eventually or an album? What's the thought process? Yeah, I mean, my, my goal is to just take take music back to where it was, you know, um, absolutely going to release an album. And I have three album concepts already, and I have a 50-song catalog. So I have three albums Ooh. worth of music. It's just about, you know, timing it and putting it out in the right time and spacing things out so yeah but yeah eventually an ep and an album will come a, a visual for black is coming which i'm excited about because i just think that visual needs to be seen for sure mm. sort of a strange question here for you a, a, <laughs> okay. a, a lot of the uh a lot of the artists that gel with your style of music have passed on can you give me one or two of the artists that, let's say they were still here today, or had you been born in that era, who would you have liked to have you know collaborated with? Oh man, Marvin Gaye. Ooh. Um, Aretha Franklin, absolutely, for sure. Like <laughs> at the top of my list, um, Donny Hathaway. Yes. Um, oof. I don't know. I feel like there's so there's there's so many, but th those are the the ones. My my other heroes are still very much living, and that's the Stevie Wonder and the Gladys Knight. And so, if I you know ever get an opportunity to work with them, I I hope that I will and shall. But yeah, for the ones that are no longer here, th those would be my my top my top three. Put it in the universe. So, Fly Moon, I see that you uh, feed your soul on a steady diet of Jill Scott, Stevie Wonder, uh, Erica Badu, Tank of the Bangers, India Ari. What is it specifically about Jill Scott um, and Stevie Wonder that you like? Just out of curiosity. Oh, they're writers. I mean, I love a good singer. I love a good vocalist. You know, let's be clear. But a, but a good writer, it's something it, it's something that just speaks a little louder. Like, even if you don't have the vocals, but you have something to say, you know, those are songwriters, like, that are just amazing at what they do. I mean, everybody you just named is not just a singer, but a songwriter. And that's just what appeals to me, because I see myself in that. I see myself in them, and I think... I know that I am who I am as a songwriter because of listening to their music and digesting and and growing up on their music. Gotcha, gotcha. And so I take it you respect writer, uh, sing, singer, songwriters. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And again, I mean, I do... 
I do have a you know a love for vocalists. One of, one of my favorite examples of a really 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 amazing vocalist who didn't always write was Whitney Houston, and I, I love Auntie Nippy with everything in me. And if I could have written for her, and I don't I didn't even say that when you talked about collaborations, but you know if I could have written for her, I would have been honored. And you know still to this day, my goal is to write for those vocalists that are really really amazing and you know may not write that that's okay but i mean the people who were like i i have a different set or a different type of love for them are absolutely those singer songwriters with vast catalogs like the people you name the people that i always name as my inspirations right because that kind of begs the question though do you prefer singing or songwriting or is it or, or oh, do you, I prefer, is I prefer your, writing. Oh, you prefer writing. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm only, and I think I may have said this in my bio, maybe not, but I'm only writing, I'm, I mean, I'm only singing, you know, or kind of, you know, starting this career as a recording artist because there are just some things that I've written that I feel like, okay, no one can probably sing this like me or give this the amount of passion um, because it comes from a very special place in me that I'm, I may not be able to relate to anybody else, but you know, that's 10 songs out of 60. <laughs> so like the other 50, 60, you know, I'm, I'm perfectly happy to have written for other people and someone that can give it a better life than me I, I I want that and I'm okay with that you know but black is one of those songs that I felt like this was for me I needed to say it out loud and there are a few other ones that are like that that are coming mm-hmm. what is the industry missing fly moon in your in your estimation what's the music industry missing oh that's a whole separate interview that that's a whole Oof, we got time. <laughs> the music industry is missing integrity. You know, it's missing. It's missing the honor and the love of the craft, first of all. But for the few people that you know are in it because of the love for music and the love for creating, um, you know, thank thank God for them. But I think what the music industry is missing as a whole is is more people that are doing this because they love the craft. Mm. Interest and creatively, what do you think? Creatively, what do I think is missing? Yeah. Oh, I mean that—that's it. Because you create differently when you love the craft. You you create things of substance. You you sing from a different place. You write from a different place when you're doing it because this is what you love to do. Versus just trying to make a quick buck or sell somebody's you know, sell somebody else for a quick book. It, it's a completely different outcome. I think things will start to change creatively when the people and the energy shifts to, you know, where it should be as far as authentic creators are concerned. Mm, interesting. Interesting. What inspires you outside of people, outside of art? What inspires Fly Moon? Youth. Oh, that's people. I'm like, the kids, okay, that's people. <laughs> Outside of that, you know, I don't know. The moon, the stars, the mountains, the universe, every creation, it, you know, looking outside. I have this song 
that I wrote called Yourself Again. Mm. And, it, you know, it's to be released in the future. But it's, it's about all of the things that get you back to feeling like yourself. And sometimes that's as simple as walking outside and just, just pausing to let the sun shine on you. You know, um, it, it's that that inspires me sometimes just the, the little things in life. The reminder that I'm still alive is an inspiration in itself. Mm, definitely. What's Fly Moon? What's your definition of success? Um, my definition of success is being able to live a life that you love. That's it. To live a life that you love. Well yeah. said. If you knew that you couldn't fail at uh, anything, mm -hmm. what would you do? Like if you had no fear of failing, <laughs> what would you do? What I'm exactly what I'm doing now, making making music and being an actor. It it is. It is my, my highest passion and, you know, the, the definition of insanity is doing something over and over expecting different results. And I think that that is being an artist. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, continuing to create. If, if I had no fear, I would still do this. I would just continue to create, continue to try um, and get my art out to the world. Mm-hmm. What's next for you? What's the next big thing from Fly Moon? We have we have the single Blackout now. Um, yes. Everybody's going to stream sure that. Everybody has that. Um, so aside from that, the next big thing for Fly Moon is the visual for Black. That is coming soon. And then the next single that's coming in December. So that's it. Wow, wow. And, 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 um... Any merch on the way, or there is merch right now. There is merch right website. now. Absolutely, if you go to flymoon.com, that's F L Y Y, of course, M O O N. Think about it; it's two O's and moon. It's got to be two Y's and fly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so flymoon.com has there's some caps on sale, there's some t-shirts on sale, and I am adding more merch actually next week. So. And physical copies of the CD are on sale there as well. Because some people are old school like me that <laughs> have somewhere to play a CD and wanted a CD. So I made those available. Definitely, definitely. And, and vinyl's making a comeback too, though. So. It is. I love it. It's the, You can't compare to the sound of vinyl. Definitely. So, Fly Moon, when you are 105 years old and you're on your rocking chair overlooking the Pacific Ocean or or um, a beach on an island after a long, illustrious, uh, legendary career in music and acting. Uh, what is that thing that you would want to say, I wanted to accomplish and I did accomplish? What is your ultimate goal, Fly Moon? Um, what a heavy, loaded question. Everybody... Uh, that really, really knows me knows that my goal is to <laughs> Nikat, I call it, and it's it's a major award in every category. So 
an NAACP award is at the top of that list. I, I, I figured that was the end. <laughs> I, think, I think it's important not to, you know, it's important to um, hold our own awards in the esteem that we hold other people's awards, if that makes sense. Indeed. Indeed. So, uh, you know, I want my NAACP award and my BET awards and all of that. But, you know, also the Emmys, the Grammys, and Oscar, and the Tonys as well. Like, I, I want those awards not to say I have arrived, you know, in, in some sense, but to say that I've, I've given myself fully to each part of me. Love that answer. Thank you. When it's the truth. When you're, on that really ro- when you're on that rocking chair at 105 years old, I wish that upon you. all those awards, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That you can tell the great grandkids, you see this? This is your inspiration. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so, yeah. So, uh, this is a section of the interview where I, as I say, strap on my spacesuit and I go out into the atmosphere and I leave you alone okay. on Planet 30 to tell the audience whatever it is you want to tell them. The okay. planet is yours. Um, thank you. Thank you so much to Planet 30 for this platform and this opportunity. So please tap into Fly Moon. I am the sole good music songwriter and now singer that you always wanted to meet. And right now I have a mural hunt going on and it is my way of bringing some joy to the universe and to help people find opportunities of laughter and happiness and joy because there's enough other stuff in the world, you know? So as a poet, as a songwriter, I am putting myself out there, putting my art out to the world. And the only thing I ask in return is that you accept me with open arms because there is something for everyone in something that I've written. Very deep. And indeed, you should start with black. Um, <laughs> and you mentioned it before, but one more time, start Fly Moon, away. let us know. The, this is the most important section of the interview. How do okay. we contact you? Yeah, so I am on Instagram and all social media flat, platforms, actually. I am on Instagram. I'm going to say that again. <laughs> I am on Instagram at... Fly Moon Music and Fly with two Y's. So F L Y Y M O O N Music. And you can also get in contact with me at flymoon.com. And again, Fly is F L Y Y. Moon is M O O N.com. Excellent. Well, Fly Moon, I have had a wonderful time. Uh, getting to know you as the as an artist and your thought processes and the music you love. It's been great. Thank you so much for being here on Planet 30. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on your show. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to this episode of Planet 30. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at OnPlanet30. Like us on Facebook.com slash Planet30. Our email address is onplanet30 at gmail.com. That's O-N-P-L-A-N-E-T-T-H-I-R-T-Y at gmail.com. For more information about Planet 30, visit our website, planet30.com. That's P-L-A-N-E-T 
T-H-I-R-T-Y dot com. I am Crispin Brooks, and this is Planet 30.